what's up hello welcome to sounds fake but okay a podcast where an arrow ace girl i'm sarah that's me and a demi straight girl that's me kayla talk about all things to do with love relationships sexuality and pretty much anything else we just don't understand on today's episode hot takes sounds fake but okay Aaron era. Nope. It doesn't work when they can't see you. I'm I'm tipping my hat. Just visualize me tipping my hat. Because we're going to be doing this at the beginning of every episode no, no, now. No, no, oh, you no. insisted I have something. I... No, you insisted you have something. I like you not having something because then it doesn't have... Then it doesn't put pressure on me to say something after that. My Aaron era. I'm probably going to drop it after a while anyway, but... My Aaron era. Oh, boy. In case you were wondering... You are listening to the same podcast. We just Ooh. have a fresh look. We have a fresh look. I'm almost worried that this episode's gonna pop up for people and they're gonna be like, the fuck is this? You I can still see the name on that, but I'm worried. It's still pretty similar. The font is the same. It the is words the same. are in the same place. I'm worried. <laughs> it's just that now we're mixing shades of purple. I have an issue. Sometimes graphic design is your passion. You make a new logo for the podcast and an entire website, and then Sarah's like, and you, I don't like when different shades of purple are on top of each other. And, and you changed the background color because I told you to. Well, that's fine. I was going to change things you told me to anyway, because this is um. No, but you, you did what I told oh, you no, to. Oh, no, I did what you told me to, and then you still didn't like it. Oh. Who's revving their A tiny out? penis <laughs> outside my window. <laughs> Listen, it's especially with blues and purples, it stresses me out when there are different shades of the same color on top of each other, but it looks better than the white background. I'll get over it, okay? If you have anything nice to say about the logo, yeah, please we ha- submit we it below. We have a new logo, by the way. <laughs> Sarah sure doesn't say nice. By the time you're listening to this, our website is probably up, our new website. Mm-hmm. Got a website. proper.com. Soundsfakepod.com? Unless that domain is taken for some reason. Nice! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're fancy ladies. Anyway. This is what happens when you... I was gonna say patronize us, but that sounds like they're being patronizing. Not that they're... Can you hear them shoveling outside? <laughs> they sure are shoveling outside. <laughs> they are shoveling that icy snow, snow ice. They... Yep. Anyway. Anyway... This is what happens when you guys support us monetarily. We get fancy things. If you're wondering, our new goal on Patreon mm-hmm. is, um, I don't know, merch, which is literally what the goal says. I don't know, some merch with several question marks. Yes. Because um, that takes probably, I haven't even begun to really look into it, but probably um, more money than we have. It does. So. Yes. If you're interested in that, you can throw us the money dollar. But we, oh, we have to update our stickers. I know. Then we could, we should keep both though, we so people can both. have the vintage stickers. Oh, the vintage! Oh, we need that. We you don't Sounds even have like a vintage sticker. We don't even have the vintage stickers. No, we don't. Anyway, <laughs> you gotta buy our own stickers. Um. Anyway, w- this is a pod mm-hmm. rebranded. Everything's the same except for the photos. <laughs> we need the pictures so bad. Yeah, because me and Kayla are stupid and didn't retake our fancy pictures. We just had to pick pictures because we look stupid in our old pictures yeah honestly though the picture that we have of the two of us now on the it's website very accurate is accurate but it's older than the other one we had 
but it's better than the other one we had. So what are you gonna do? I stand by it. My nose doesn't look stupid. Whatever. Um, what are we talking about this week? We're doing some hot takes. Yeah, Kayla's been wanting to do. Oh my god! Oh, I know it's a snowplow. I know for a fact that you can hear that, lovely listeners. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was woken up this morning by a snowplow. Who is that? <laughs> Show me. <laughs> Show yourself. I think they left. I think that was the point. Oh, I can hear them. Anyway, Kayla, sit back down. I'm amused. <laughs> Trying to run a professional podcast with a website over here, yeah, sir. Yeah. Anyway, Kayla's been wanting to do hot takes five was it ever. My idea? Yes, it was. You have so many hot takes. Here's the problem. I have um I don't know if any of you have noticed. Um, but I have a lot of opinions that are no. strong in Stop, I'm self conscious about it and I'm trying to accept it about myself. Anyway, <laughs> yes, I have a lot of opinions. Some of them are hot. Some of them are lukewarm. Yeah. Um, but when I was trying to think of my hot takes for this, I couldn't think of any of them. Yeah. I ended up coming up with, but I feel like there's, I must have like a hundred I started my hot takes a while ago, but then most of them are, I put in the last like 24 hours, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to do some queer hot takes, mm-hmm. and then just like general life hot takes. Mm-hmm. Um. We're going to start with the queer hot takes. Yeah. I'll go first, because I have more. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ace people belong in the community. See, in my opinion, that's ice cold. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah. Um, the, the next one I have literally says, this take is ice cold, but. <laughs> and then it says, ace people are cute and beautiful and wonderful. Because that's true. Ace back people. not a hot take. I said it's ice cold. We're not, this is not ice cold. I can't cold. hear you. Is ice it? cold. All right, 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 in the queer LGBTQIA plus community. And that's my tea. Okay. I have a I have a little bit hotter of a take. Okay. Um, it's that any people, any person who identifies as A-Spec in any way has the right to claim the queer identity regardless of whether or not they choose to. So you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to choose that identity. Mm-hmm. But you also can't tell other people, mm-hmm. like, if you're allowed to claim a certain identity or that if you should i agree because i think there's probably a lot of ace people that don't feel comfortable being mm-hmm. in the lgbtqia mm-hmm. plus oh i have a note about that recently we got a dm mm-hmm. that was like i've been listening to the podcast and i recently learned a word called uh they recently learned a term called gender and sexual minorities mm-hmm. gsm which mm-hmm. they were like is a lot easier than saying lgbtqia plus Thanks. It's it's like how uh, gay straight alliances a lot of them it's are changing gender to sexual. gender and sexual yeah which I thought was interesting because then they were like it's, it's a lot broader. more inclusive of anything yeah. and you don't have to do all the letters and mm-hmm. may yeah. accidentally miss out a letter anyway. I think I've heard of that before yeah but then I, I forgot know. what the letters were it's GSM I thought that was very interesting um, yeah but basically long story short like you are the only person who can decide how you identify and whether or not you choose to identify with a certain group. Um, I mean, if you're, like, heterosexual, heteroromantic, cis... Then uh, you're not allowed. Then it's, like... But take any one of those away. No. <laughs> you're in. 
Yeah. If you wanna. And if you are hetero, hetero cis, um, you're welcome to be a lovely ally. Mm-hmm. But, actually, please be a lovely ally. But, like, <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, if, if you fall under any, any, I guess, minority, uh, identity, you get to choose what groups you associate you with. You have an open invitation, don't. but you don't But you don't have, have to, to take, take it. it. Yeah. And I, I encourage you to take it, but I can't make you take it. No. And I would only take it if you're comfortable and you feel safe. You feel ready. Because I think sometimes maybe if you're surrounded by people that aren't so nice, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't feel safe or very mm-hmm. welcoming or be like a really healthy thing to do. Yeah. So. Kayla, what is a queer hot take that you have? Uh, my first one is that asexuality is very white. That is a hot take. it appears so from the outers. The outers? Yes. As white people. <laughs> you know what would be interesting is, so you know the hashtag, this is what asexuality looks like? Mm-hmm. I, it would take so long, because doing this kind of analysis and study mm-hmm. is just very tedious, but combing through all those tweets mm-hmm. and looking at the percentages would be interesting. It mm-hmm. would still not be accurate to what is right. real, because then you're taking people who are on Ooh. Twitter and who have the ability to, to have a device to, so, yeah. and it's still taking a lot of things into account, but I think that would be And also... It's assuming that you can tell whether a person is white just by looking at them. Right. Which is not always the case. True. Yeah. Um, that's my hot take. My other queer hot take mm-hmm. is that white gays are too powerful and need to remember where they came from. That is some hot tea. It is. But, listen, it's just, like, are gay people still a minority and still, like, persecuted and have a lot of struggles right now, yes. Yes. But not as many as they used to. Mm-hmm. And they are, like, white gay men are the most acceptable sexuality group other they're, than... They're the most palatable queer group. Yes. To, to the general public. And they know it. Yeah. And I think they're forgetting that they once weren't. At least some of them are. Mm-hmm. The, perhaps the rich ones, yeah. specifically. And, and they need to use their privilege to elevate the voices of the people in the community who are still not at that level. Yeah, I and think... I, and some of them do a very good job of it, mm-hmm. but others yeah. don't. I think they just need to remember their history mm-hmm. and who got them there. It was black trans women. And it was women. black trans women, speaking, and I think they need to remember that sometimes. Speaking of black trans women, I have a queer take that should not be hot. Mm. But it is. Mm. Trans people are people. You know what's another one? What? Is that trans women are women mm-hmm. and do fall under feminism, you fucking turf. Yep. <laughs> yes. That is some tea. Yep. I feel like a lot of my takes about the queer community don't feel hot to me because of this little bubble I live in. Yeah. But to a lot of people outside of my little bubble are very hot. Like the fact that ace people belong in the community. Like you were like, that's ice cold, but it's like, depends who you ask. Even me saying that like, white gays are privileged is Mm -hmm. even seems dangerous to me because you could easily have people being like, well, there's still conversion therapy and all this stuff Mm -hmm. happening, which is true. And I understand that within the point I'm making. But I think even me saying that, like, Mm -hmm. it feels very spicy for me to say, even though I like fully believe it. Yeah. Or, like, even just thinking about, like, when stuff like that is said, I'm just like, okay, as a white American, like, financially doing fine, like, I'm like, I'm like, am I not doing it enough? Like, it's mm-hmm. making me think, like, should mm-hmm. I be doing more? Yeah. 
But I mean, that's good that it's making me question yeah. if I'm doing enough. And I mean, we're doing, am I doing enough? We're doing this at least. Okay. I'm just stressed now. For another time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, do you have any other uh, queer hot takes? If you think of any, just no, blurt them but, out. No, but um, this week is it is it's aromantic. Aromantic awareness I'm week. Sorry, transcribers. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> They're slowly making their way through, <laughs> making their way downtown. Um, yeah. So it is. Be aware of us. Are you yeah. aware of us? How about now? How about now? <laughs> now? Are you aware of us now? You know what would have been good? No. We should have rebranded, like, weeks ago, and then this week mm. turned it green. Well, I'll probably, I was just actually thinking about, I'll probably post a green version at least. Mm. Maybe yeah. I'll turn it green for, like, a day. Ooh, I'm not gonna like green on green either. Green on green is, you know that air, the arrow flag has two shades of green in it, right? I know. Okay. <laughs> We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll turn us green for a day or two. Okay. See what happens. At least on, like, Twitter. Yeah. Anyway. Sidetracked. Or, Shocking. Or, as I have a tendency to say, sidetracked. Good. Love um, that for you. Uh, what other hot takes do you have? Open sandwich. Open face sandwiches. <laughs> the open face sandwich. Are not sandwiches. <laughs> that is a piece of bread with some shit on it that you needed a name for, you dumb whore. Here's, here's... I'm going to make an argument no. for open face sandwiches. I don't think they're sandwiches. However, I will sort of eat them. That is, has nothing to do with well, anything. No, but that, like, Good for you? Well, no, but I'm, they're far enough away from sandwiches mm -hmm. that as long as it's just a piece of bread and like one other item, mm -hmm. I'll eat it. That's just toast with a topping. With like cheese. Yeah, that's just toast with a topping. Well, that yeah. Is, well, I guess, I guess, let me I guess, I guess it's not a counter argument that my, I'm supporting your argument by saying, yes, it's far enough from a sandwich that it's, that I will eat it, which means it's not a sandwich. Let me Google. I keep overpronouncing sandwich. An sandwich. item of food sandwich. consisting of two pieces of bread. <laughs> what about like a hoagie? Or like a hero or like a... A euro? A, no, a hero. A euro. No. H-E-R-O. Not G Y R O. Oh, okay, like a well, then, like 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 the things they have. Okay, what are the what are the more common words for those? Sub a sub. Oh, okay. Then you're starting it in the dangerous territory <laughs> where we have to talk about like is a hot is dog a hamburger sandwich. and a hot dog a sandwich, and that's not a hamburger is a sandwich. A hot dog is not. Okay, that's not something I have a personal stake in or want to start. So I think our Discord <laughs> was already talking about that the other oh, day, no. and it seemed dangerous. Oh, no. Someone in our Discord also today said they like. They don't like raw cheese. They only like melted cheese. I'm sorry. Go back. Raw cheese? <laughs> what? Anyway, open face sandwiches are not sandwiches. I... Can I... Can I add an addendum? A hot take to that? I suppose. A hamburger is a sandwich. That? Because if you think about it, say you go to Frida Batitas, who once sponsored us. <laughs> You're welcome for the now free advertising. <laughs> They have burgers, and then they have other things that are not burgers. But yes. they're all burger style. Like, they're all in burger buns, right? And so if you get, like, if you were to order at a place and you were like, I want a chicken sandwich at a place that only does burgers, it's going to be a burger, but instead of a burger, it'll be chicken. That's, it's a, it's a sandwich. I don't have any steak in this. It's just a sandwich from Hamburg. Okay. What's your next hot take? 
warm tomatoes are bad. Speaking of fucking sandwiches. Okay. Like, room temp or, like, hot? Room temperature, I can handle. Anything warmer than that. Can't do it. What kind of tomatoes any, are we talking? Cherry any, tomatoes? Any tomatoes. Okay. And any food that is made of tomatoes that has to be warmed in order to turn it into what it's going to be, which means basically anything that's not a raw tomato, is bad. Marinara sauce? Yes. Bad. Bad. Wrong. Not not the worst kind of warm tomato. What's the worst kind of warm tomato? Just like a warm tomato. You know? Here's the thing. I've complained about the food in the Stuttgart airport, airport before. Whenever I was in the Stuttgart airport... That's actually a tongue twister. Stuttgart airport. Anyway. Um, whenever I was in that airport, there was a lo- only one place I would get food from because the food there sucked. And it was a sandwich place. And they were like, do you want us to warm your sandwich? And I was like, yes. But there was a tomato on it. And then when I was taking apart the sandwich, because as we all know, I don't eat sandwiches like a regular person. I have just had this warm piece of tomato. And it was revolting. <laughs> I prefer my tomatoes to be cold. They can be room temperature if it's really necessary. See, my thing with tomatoes is, like, if I, like, I don't love um, a slice of tomato in my sandwich. If there's too much, then it just, like, gets in my way. I just like tomatoes. But, it's like, cherry thing. tomatoes? Mm-hmm. I will just, like, eat them out of the bowl. I pre- out of the car. See, eat I, pr- I prefer, like, a Roma tomato to a mm. cherry tomato. It's too much. See, but cherry it's tomatoes are, like, spicy. <laughs> and when I say spicy, I don't mean, mean spicy like, at all. mean, tart. I mean tart. That is exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad you got that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've lived together for too long. Um, I, I prefer them to be less tart. See, that's the thing about a bigger tomato. Like a Roma tomato. Is it's just, it expands the tartness because it's bigger. Yeah. It's more concentrated when it's a cherry tomato. And I, I prefer a Roma tomato to, like, a bigger tomato. A Roma tomato is a nice in-between tomato. Why are you doing this? And it's also the name <laughs> of a film on Netflix that has been nominated for a lot of Oscars and I need to watch. We're going to move on from the tomato situation, I can, think. Can I jump to an, another food-related thing? Yes. Chick-fil-A is bad. I don't... I wouldn't say it's bad, but it is overrated. Listen, I like chicken a lot. I'll eat chicken from anywhere. Chick-fil-A is the only place where I've ever eaten chicken and been like, I didn't like that. I have an interesting relationship with Chick-fil-A. Because my family, especially the women in my family, love Chick-fil-A. Especially the women, that's really specific. They just, my aunt, my sister, my grandma, my mom, they just love Mm Chick-fil-A. I don't know my dad's thoughts on it. Maybe I'll have to ask it. <laughs> also, a note on Chick-fil-A for those right. unaware or not in the U.S. So Chick-fil-A is a, a fast food chain. It's a homophobic fast food Notably, chain. Okay, <laughs> they have said some mean things about gay people. Notably, about this argument we're making, is they are heavily in the South. They're a Southern mm-hmm. chain. There's, I think, four of them in Michigan, which are very recent. When me and Sarah were younger, it was very hard to get Chick-fil-A in Michigan. One of them is actually very near where I grew up, but I never... Because it's on the there. college it's, campus. It's on a, so there's, there's college, one, campus, college campus, there's airport. one in the airport, there's one in Somerset Mall, which and is also near where I grew up, but that, that was added recently. I think another college campus, Eastern. Maybe. I think has one. Um, Either way. They're, they're not like standalone buildings. They're like in something yeah. else. In the South, they're standalone buildings, mm-hmm. like a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But until quite recently, the last 
like, since we've been in college, yes. getting Chick-fil-A in the Midwest, in Michigan, was very difficult. So yes. every time that me and my family would, like, go to Florida or go to the South, whatever, we had to get Chick-fil-A because you could never get it here, blah, 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 and, blah. And, and out-of-state kids were like, oh, my God, I miss Chick-fil-A. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times what, like, student organizations would do is they would be like, we're doing a fundraiser. We're going to go drive to Toledo, buy a bunch of Chick-fil-A sandwiches, bring them back, and then hike up the prices, yeah. and they would make bank. Which is smart. Here's the thing, though. Because Chick-fil-A is so hard to get, mm-hmm. or at least it used to be, and it's, like, people from home miss it, or, like, you only get it when you're on vacation in a certain yeah. part of the country, people think it's really great. Yeah. It's not that great. It's not that great. I don't think the chicken's that good. I don't think the fries are that good. The fries good. are pretty bad. The they fries are not, salty not good. All. They're like waffle fries, and they're not salty. If you're all. gonna give me a waffle fry, you better give me a fucking seasoned waffle fry. It's I don't not, want no plain no, ass waffle no fry on their fries. And it's for me to say something needs seasoning. For me to say it needs more things. Okay, for you to say something needs more salt, though. Salt is, is very usual, yes. But like mixing things, uh, uh-uh. uh. Also, they're a very religious right-wing christian they're not open on sundays they're not open on sundays like still which day which to those of you who don't live in america might be like yeah nothing's open on sundays but but here it's like when i was in germany nothing was open on sundays but here everything but here everything is open on sundays and it's very the only things that aren't open on sundays are like um like little mom and pop shops like like small locally small, like, owned family businesses yeah maybe. those are the only places that may not be open on sundays and so for this large chain they have it like, is a state it's a statement on the company mm-hmm. there's one in a football stadium in california mm-hmm. notably football is played on sundays you go to this football stadium mm-hmm. and there it's closed oh my god <laughs> um and they i I've eaten, I've been in a Chick-fil-A once. Um, there were Bible verses on the walls in the bathroom. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen that. They're, they're notably homophobic. They have said homophobic things. Yeah. So, a lot of gays eat it out of spite. A lot of gays refuse to eat it because of its homophobia. Regardless, I don't think the chicken or the fries are that good. End tweet. Okay. What's your next... Hot take. My next hot take is that Russell Crowe wasn't even bad in the lamest movie. His voice fit the character. I don't think he was that bad. It it was my first introduction to lamest, mm. and so I kind of have a bias towards here's, everyone in that movie. Here's the thing. So lamest is lamest lab. Yeah, was a very long book. People call it the brick. It's a thousand pages. It pages is a musical. It's a very old musical. It's very famous. Mm-hmm. So there's this character Javert. Whatever. So in the stage show, he has, you know, okay, in any version, he has these very big songs, lots of belting, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So a lot of the people that have played him on, like, Broadway, West End, whatever, beautiful voices, classically trained musical theater men, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, whatever. Russell Crowe, the movie actor who also has a band. Not Russell Brand, who, when I was explaining this to my sister, was picturing Russell Brand. That's not. Very different. Not the right person. <laughs> So he was Javert in the Lamez movie. A lot of people were like, his voice sucks. This is bad. Here's the thing. Is his voice as good as, like, a musical theater guy? No. no. Is it as good as anyone that has, like, played Javert on the stage? No. But it's the movie version. No one asked for this to be up to those kind of Broadway standards. She's doing weird arm motions. And Javert is a character. A lot of times in theater you do character voices. Mm-hmm. Josh Gad. In Book of Mormon. Yeah. Not good singing. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. 
Javert's character, he's like a really, he's like, and he's all like really religious and really like, Yes. So for him to have like kind of a raspy, like not great voice for me, like fit his character. And and I was like, if that character had a singing voice, and it was like, if Javert the character outside of a musical was going to sing, he would sound like that. Well, and for people who were like, well, you should have picked a better singing because that musical is literally all singing. There's no spoken dialogue. That's true. However, it's also about acting because acting for um, the camera is very different from acting for the stage. True. And so... You have to get someone that can do that. And some of the people they got were stage actors Mm -hmm. and were able to transition well. Samantha Barks. Right. But not everyone can do that because it is very different. Yeah. So... A lot of people don't agree with me, and they think he sucks, but they're wrong. My next hot take is a take that has cooled off a lot recently, mm. but it used to be really hot. Yes. Um, I don't like Ellen DeGeneres. Mm-hmm. I think we've discussed this a little uh, briefly Probably. on the pod. I think she's done a lot of good things for women in comedy. I think she's done a lot of good things for um, queer people in comedy and just queer visibility in general. However... I think she does not use her platform in a way that deserves the respect that she gets now. Did someone just set off a fucking firework? Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, firework? Gunshot? Who knows? It's America. It's the church parking lot. It's the church the parking lot. It could be either. <laughs> um, anyway. I just, um, on her show now, she, um, she panders to her straight, white, middle-aged woman audience, and I don't think there's, pandering to your audience is something that people do. I get it. But she's, like, looking at all these, like, shirtless guys and being like, oh my god, like, mama, and it's like, you're gay. You can't only be gay when it's convenient. Mm -hmm. Like, you came out, that was a big thing when she came out. And now it's like she just uses it when it's convenient for her. And she she asks her fans to, like, bow down at her feet. And, like, she encourages her fans to do that on her game show, on her show. Like, she encourages her fans to, like, kiss her feet and tell them how much they love her. And then the whole Kevin Hart thing happened. Where she basically stood with a guy who made homophobic comments. And as a gay woman... Especially a gay woman who has done so much for the visibility of the community, I just cannot believe. So, yeah, and what she did with Kevin Hart is she basically, on her show, her talk show, she was basically, like, on behalf of queer people. Hold on. Kevin Hart. What happened? Ah. So, Kevin Hart was supposed to host the Oscars. Kevin Hart is an American comedian. Soon after that was announced, people uncovered some homophobic tweets from, like, ten years ago of his. And basically, he was given... I think, actually, we might have discussed this, but whatever. He was given the choice of apologize or you don't get to host and he wouldn't apologize which is so like it's is it that hard he he was like i've changed it's 10 years ago and it's like all you have to say is i'm sorry like all you have to do is say like i'm sorry for my past actions i'm gonna do everything i can in the present moment to Mm -hmm. be better like i get it makes you look bad and you're sad but like Mm -hmm. it's not that hard to apologize and you look worse now well and he it I almost would have preferred it if he'd been like, no, I stand by those statements. But he's he's been doing this weird waffling thing where he's like, well, I wouldn't say that now, but I also won't take it back. And, like, it's, I won't condone what I said. It's like, no. It's no. Weird. He's been weird about it. Yeah. And basically, he went on Ellen's show, and he was 
basically being like, oh, boo me, I had to step down from the Oscars. And she was, she was basically like, you know, we stand with you, like, we support you, and it's like, no, we fucking don't. She basically, like, on behalf of the queer community, like, said it was okay. Yeah. And, like, accepted his not apology. And, and as a white queer woman, talking to a black man who made homophobic comments, a lot of the black queer community was really upset. Yeah. Um, that she had said these things on their behalf because there is a lot of issues with homophobia in the black community, especially just because of these ideas of toxic masculinity that are conveyed in American media and social life about how black men should should present themselves and how they should act. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people were especially angry about, especially angry in the black queer community. Part of me wonders if Ellen is, like, bitter. Cause, so she came out as herself and in her so she had a sitcom in the 90s and there was like a lot of like coded jokes about how her character was gay it was all like wink wink nudge nudge Mm -hmm. very funny eventually she and the character came out Mm -hmm. the show only lasted like a year after that i Mm -hmm. think it didn't last very long Mm -hmm. but it was like this huge thing it was really important but i wonder if like because her show like didn't last long after that if she's just like bitter and like afraid to be too gay i think she maybe i'm also i also just think she has a little bit of that white feminism in her Mm. and she hasn't been able to or hasn't been willing to i'm not sure unlearn it yeah um i mean i don't know what her views on everything are and i'll admit like as much as i say that i don't like her like she has done some very good interviews she's done some funny bits like she's She's done some entertaining shit, yeah. and I and I think she's done a lot for women in comedy and for queer people in comedy. But at this point, she's not doing. Well, it's 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 like it's like Joss Whedon, how like I mentioned it was a long time ago, but like in his early days as like a filmmaker and a person in like film and television, he was really pushing the envelope of like feminism, and then it got to the point where feminism um, passed him up. And he just stopped. And I feel like that's what happened with Ellen. I wonder... So I was just reading a piece on Shonda Rhimes, um, who was the showrunner for Grey's Anatomy. How to scandal. Get away murder scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, one private practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just reading a piece on her because she is the most successful showrunner, maybe, right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, she, and she's a black woman. And definitely the most successful black woman mm-hmm. in TV, I don't know, ever. Yeah. Um, but it was talking about how... In, early in her career, she talked about blind casting. Yes. And she was colorblind, and when people came in to cast, she didn't think about race, she just cast the best person. Mm-hmm. And back then, that was like, yes. That's how I used to approach right. my writing. Yeah. But now, where we are in this moment, mm-hmm. so that was pre-Black Lives Matter, pre-Obama, mm-hmm. um, pre-Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Now we're in this moment where, like, being colorblind is not enough. Yeah. And, like, you need to openly write in minority characters and then you need to treat them as minorities and a lot of Shonda Shonda Rhyme shows Mm -hmm. there are black characters but nothing about them is black Mm -hmm. in any like they don't talk about their race they don't have Mm -hmm. racial problems they don't have black friends Mm -hmm. Scandal the main character Mm -hmm. is the she's the only black woman in the show she doesn't have black friends Mm -hmm. her lovers are white yeah so like the culture of whatever yeah. that person is is still, like, they're culturally white. 
Right. And that's something that I have in the past couple years made a intentional effort to change. Because if you remember when I was doing my rewrite on my the first screenplay I wrote, in the first screenplay it was colorblind. And when I was rewriting it, I was like, I don't want it to be colorblind anymore. And so I actually changed aspects of certain characters to give them races. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's something that I was taught that now it matters. Yeah. So you it's gotta like, do I it. Think, like, for Ellen, like, we all know she's gay. She talks about her wife, Portia, a lot there mm-hmm. in the news, whatever. But just that visibility mm-hmm. of having Ellen is gay there, having a black woman on TV, just representation, full stop, isn't enough anymore. I think she had Just it all. seeing them, while that was a huge step of, like, getting those people on screen. Yeah we're getting there like we've taken big enough steps now in mm-hmm. that representation that that's no longer enough yeah yeah she hit a wall and she needs to learn how to punch through it what's your next hot take snape oh my god is the worst severus snape here's the thing everyone that's a harry potter fan is like oh snape like sacrificed himself and like he was good all along and like he died for Harry, what, like, a noble character. No. That man did not give a shit about Harry Potter. He was in love with Lily Potter the entire time, even though he called her a mudblood, was Spoilers. emotionally <laughs> abusive to her, threw rocks and shit at her sister, like, was physically abusive to people and emotionally abusive to Lily Potter. I, I think a lot of times we forget how much of a slur mudblood actually was. Because there's kind of, like, a reclamation of it. Mm-hmm. Um in the books, especially with, like, Hermione and stuff, but, like, that's a slur. Especially back when Lily and James were younger. Yeah. Like, that is, that was, like, the 70s. That is a slur. It's a slur. Yeah. And a lot of the bad parts of Snape were also left out of the movies, which is a problem. But let me remind you of a part when... Lily and James died, and Snape goes to their house. Mm -hmm. He sees James' dead body in the hallway, steps over it, Mm -hmm. because he just steps over a dead body, sees a crying infant. No, I'm not going to deal with that. Let me hold this dead woman's body and just sob, because this is the love of my life, who I was a shithead to, and now I'm sad because she's dead. I'm going to ignore that kid, leave the house, torture that kid for the next couple years because he looks like my the love of my life's husband who i hated so i'm just gonna abuse him emotionally now because it makes me feel better about how i'm the nice guy that finished last yeah and and james was not always good to snape but i think and also here's the thing i'm not i don't have snape outed remus as a werewolf he did here's here's the thing I Can't I'm do that. I don't have as strong of opinions on Snape as you do, Very but strange. I think but I think since I've known you, I've I've started leaning more towards I've turned the you. Because here's the thing, I don't think he was a completely bad person. I don't think I he don't was. I don't think anyone is black and white. Like I I think that he, if if you were to ask me in the end, was he really on the Death Eater side or was he really on, like let's call it like the Order of the Phoenix side, right? I think, in the end, he was on the Order of the Phoenix side. He just did a very shitty job of it. Here's whose side I think he was on. His own? His own. Yeah. He was only on the Order of the Phoenix side when it was convenient for him. Yeah. And his end goal of feeling like he had won Lily's love, even though she was dead. Mm -hmm. Like, he wasn't... He... No. Was he the one who had the pig for slaughter line? I think it was. Probably. When he was yelling at Dumbledore about, um... 
raising Harry like a pig for slaughter. Yeah. Which, fair. That's fair. That's but why a lot of people don't like Dumbledore, but I... Dumbledore has a lot of flaws. He has flaws, but every everyone has fucking flaws. In that series, like, no one's perfect. Yeah. But, like, as a teenager, he outed Remus as a werewolf, which was, like... And then, and I then... I know, like, in a time past outing someone as gay... And, and, like, and, like, it's very, it's a dangerous thing to do for someone's, like, protection. And then when, um, in the third book, he, he didn't out Remus, but he did push his students to figure it out themselves. And Hermione's a smart little bitch, and she figured it out, but she's also a kind-hearted little bitch. Mm -hmm. And so she didn't do anything about it. But, yeah. But they're taking this, like, class of people who everyone hates. And just like, oh, that guy? Oh, yeah, go get him. Yeah. I, I think ultimately he was on the right side of history for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I just, everyone, I think a lot of people are like, really love him and think he's like a very noble, good character. He's a very interesting character. And I would invite them to reread the books. <laughs> yeah. Not the movies, the books. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I'm just thinking of the pensive now because of... Harry Potter, which really relates to my next mm. hot take. Hot take. Dreams? No. Now, I don't mean dreams and aspirations. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, like, when you're sleeping and your brain conjures up strange things. Fucking hate them. I think I've mentioned recently, because of the medication that I'm on now, I, um, I remember my dreams more. I used to basically never remember dreams. I wouldn't even remember having them. Um, and it was beautiful. I would go to sleep. And I'd wake up that in the morning. That should level out for you eventually. It's a little bit better now. I don't remember them as much. Yeah. But I remember having them. It should. I've, I'm on the same meds as Sarah is. And, like, I mean, everyone has a different reaction to meds. But if your reaction is like me, once they are leveled and, like, your body is used to them. I think my body's used to them. I think this is just my normal. That sucks. Yeah. My meds, when they were coming into effect, I recently learned or coming out of effect, because I lowered my dosage, whatever, when they are having an effect, I remember my dreams more, and I'm so thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) She thirsts. I'm so thirsty. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't like having dreams, I think in large part because I spent so much of my life not having them. Yeah, it's just, like, weird. And so, like, I don't like waking up in the morning and having to think about what the fuck did that mean. Like, I like waking up in the morning and being like, what time is it? Like, I recently like, had a dream where a friend of ours committed suicide. Oh, God. And I woke up and I had to text them because I was unsure oh, no. if it was real. Even if it's a, even if it's not a bad dream, I just don't like it. I was listening to Dear Hank and John today, and John was talking about his recurring dreams where John Cena encourages him to try new things. Oh, my God. That is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but even if I got that dream, I wouldn't like it because... I just don't like having dreams. I'm very sorry. Uh, my next hot take. Friends? No. The TV show. Not the concept. Have you watched it? I've seen some episodes. Yeah. I, I recognize it's a cultural importance. I just don't dig it. I watched the whole thing when I was like maybe 10 or 12 or something. Yeah. Um, and I liked it, but... It's really white. It is very white, and... How do they afford How do they afford that? the ways that... 90s sitcoms were yeah um yeah i mean i liked it when i watched it i'll watch some episodes now but it's not i don't love it the way i think a lot of other people like if i wouldn't voluntarily be like i want to watch friends and if someone were like 
Where between watching Friends and X Other Thing, I would probably pick X Other Thing. Yeah. Depending. I mean, unless it was horrible. I don't know. Uh, what's your next hot take? My next hot take, uh, similar or related to my last hot take, mm-hmm. is that J.K. Rowling is canceled. She and should over, have stopped. And I kind of hate her now. I know. No, no, no. This is my hot take. You shut up. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> Get closer to the fucking mic. I started having beef with J.K. Rowling years ago when she was like, I want to take back what I did with Ron and Hermione. Ooh, that was what started I shouldn't all. have put them together. Here's my thing. Am I uh, her Ron- Hermione shipper? Yes. yes. Even if I wasn't, I have a certain, and I understand that not everyone agrees with this philosophy of media production and creation. Mm-hmm. My philosophy is, after you write it... It's not yours anymore. It's not yours anymore. Yeah, and I, I would agree. have had many arguments with people who write and read a lot and are English majors who do not agree with me. I, But I agree with that and I write. Right. So, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that is my opinion. So, I think the fact that you would do that and then try to take it back is mm-hmm. not fair to your readers and the fan base. Mm-hmm. Similarly, when you come out and say, I know I didn't write this representation into my book, but Dumbledore was gay the whole time. And while, then you don't even put it in fucking Fantastic While that was exciting beans. at the time when I was younger and I didn't really think about it. Yeah. When I think now, I'm like, that's kind of fucked up that you don't have the balls to write that into your series at the time. And now you're trying to gain cred I'm, and wokeness points. I'm mostly just upset that even after she said that, they neglected... they could have included that in Fantastic right. Beasts. Right, so now there's and this And they, they had a perfect door. Like, if they had taken one step further, they could have done right. it, but they just fucking refused yeah. to. Yeah, so Fantastic Beasts is like a prequel series. Yeah. A, writing? No, not good. J.K. Rowling needs to stop writing, I think. See, I she know... She is bad at I know it, we, I think, now. I know we asked her for more, and for so long she said no, and then when she first said yes, we were so excited, and but now we all regret asking for more. Everything she's cursed child? I haven't seen it. I read the script. The book. The book that came out? Trash. I've read fan fiction a million times better. It was trash. Plot? Where? It was bad. Where? Um, but yeah, so Fantastic Beasts they, is like... They did have a Black Hermione on well, Western, that's great, which was though. exciting, but yeah, like... Well, yeah, But I've been new. But yeah. yeah, so Fantastic Beasts is like a prequel with young Dumbledore in it, with mm-hmm. interacting with and talking about his supposed love interest. Mm-hmm. They hinted at it. And did nothing else. They, like, touched hands. Which I thought, and they talked about one character was like, oh, you guys were as close as brothers. And Dumbledore was like, not really. And I was like, really? That's all that's, we get? That's like, all we got. Like, that's not... I later screamed quite. in the theater at the movie, I wanted to watch gay porn with my friends, and they didn't let me. That is still how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. And then she's the like... Peeing, the peeing no, yourself, one and then magicking in a way that pisses me off. What about the... Okay, here's... Okay, sorry. I have to I have to rant about Okay, this. you need to back up and give people context. Okay. So she tweeted semi-recently about how because they don't have, like, plumbing and stuff because of... Electronics and magic don't go together well. Yes. And so, um... They, wizards, she was like, until, like, the 1800s, wizards would just shit themselves and then magic it away... Because they would just squat in the halls of Hogwarts, take a shit, and then magic it away. Yeah, because, like, whatever. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Also, I just imagine them all, like, shitting themselves. Like, I don't even no, imagine they, them, like... I, I imagined them, like, squatting. Oh, I imagine them just shitting themselves. Um, but here's the thing. Children, when they're not at Hogwarts, can't use magic. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. So... Do their parents have to, do like, their parents magic their shit have away? to magic their 16-year-old well, shit away? Because they said Hogwarts didn't have plumbing 
residential homes in the Wizarding World may have had plumbing, and then Hogwarts just didn't get their act together until later. Imagine growing up your whole life using a toilet, and then you get to school, and they're like, nah. <laughs> Imagine being a fucking first year, and you can't even win Guardium Leviosa, and, and they're like, get rid again. of your shit. You know what also is stupid is how mm. she was like, representation? You want more? Okay, that snake in the movie? She's an Asian woman now. But yeah. she won't say anything the she whole movie. She won't say any words. What? Also, you can't just insert representation later and think that, like, J.K. Rowling is the epitome of a white feminist. Like, like I appreciate that she's trying to right her wrongs and add the representation in now that maybe she's a little bit more woke, but she's doing the minimum and I think she could do a little bit more than that. She just needs to stop. Also, the other thing that pissed me off about the um, the shitting yourself thing is that there's a line for some. It stands out to me a lot where they're talking about the room of requirement in the books, and Dumbledore like didn't know about it. And he was like, "Oh, that was the room where all the chamber pots were that one time when I really had to pee in the middle of the night, and I passed by the room of requirement mm. and I got lost in Hogwarts, and it turned into a room full of chamber pots, which leads me to believe." That they had chamber pots. Yeah, she's not thinking about her own damn... She needs to stop. She's not... She wrote that one book after Harry Potter under a pseudonym, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, a regular fiction book, and mm-hmm. it got terrible reviews, and everyone was like, this is shit writing. She peaked, and she needs to stop. She's not a good writer anymore. She's a white feminist. She keeps doing dumb shit, and I'm over her. My next hot take is Elf's Lament. It's a great Christmas song. I don't even it's a know great what that song. is. It's about elves fighting up against. It's about elves fighting up against the dangers of capitalism and forming a union. It's Michael Bublé and the Bare Naked Ladies, and it's wonderful. <laughs> oh my God. It is a great song. That's the tea. My next hot take. I think it's a good thing that there are already so many Democrats running for twenty twenty. You don't. I do. I think it is a good oh, thing. Okay. Because. Yes, you do run the risk of having the Donald Trump effect where, like, they win with, like, 25% of the vote. They win the primary, you know. But, like, I think it's good because it's, first of all, it's already doing good things to help um, solidify and, like, coalesce and, like, decide what the Democratic Party stands for. It's also bringing up a lot of issues that may not be brought up if it were just one-on-one that people care about and they're bringing them into debate and even if they don't get enacted right away or even if whatever 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 they'll get talked about that's the t second t is fuck howard schultz Uh he's the ceo of starbucks and he's like i'm gonna run as an independent and everyone was like howard now is not the fucking time to run as an independent because he he leans democratic and so he people are like you're gonna split the vote and trump's gonna fucking win and um and everyone was like please no and like other people who had considered running as an independent were like please howard schultz no this is the uh the for the former mayor of new york not no whatever governor one of those ones um he was like, I considered doing that too. But then I was like, it will split the vote and Trump will get reelected, so I'm not going to. And he was like, Howard Schultz, you should do the same. But Howard Schultz is a fucking billionaire and he just thinks he can do whatever he wants. And like, he's like, he, he won't even say what, he, he just says the things about the, the stances of like the current candidates 
He's like, I don't like that. But he offers no alternatives. He offers no original stance. He's just like, I don't like that. He's gonna fucking split the vote. And Trump is gonna get reelected. That's the T next. Well, my next one is related, is that um, voting third party isn't noble and it's not revolutionary. And uh, I agree we shouldn't just have two parties, but now is not the time time. and voting third party is not the way to bring in more parties. Now is not the time. Yep. As much as that sucks, and like I get, because a lot of people, it's like you're, you're choosing between the lesser of two evils and that's how a lot of people view it and I get that, but, um. It's just like how it is though. Right now especially with how precarious our situation is, you have to choose the lesser of two evils. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Be really engaged in the Democratic primary. Try and get the person who you like best into that position. And then whoever wins the primary, support them. Do not bust. Pod Save America already is raising money where... I'm just supporting Pod Save America on this pod again. What's new? Um, they have the thing. They already started a fundraiser called Unite or Die. Unify or Die. Unify or Die. Oh, no. Um, we're basically, they're raising money for whoever wins the Democratic primary. And the money will go to them as soon as they win. Which is a time when a lot of candidates have the least amount of money. Because they just spent all of it on the primary. And so... They're like, regardless of who wins the primary, this money is going to them because oh. we need to get behind them. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, you should donate to that. I'm going to. Hot tea. Respect Midwestern cities. They're <sighs> lovely. Just give them a fucking chance. <laughs> give them a fucking chance. Okay. I need to take my own advice and learn to respect Detroit more. I know. I was just in the outskirts of Detroit. Today I had Not some- great. <laughs> Today I had someone who, um is not from the Midwest, be like, hey, is it safe to go to a concert by myself in Detroit at night? And we had this, like, whole conversation about it. Well, depends on where. Well, yeah, but that's what, and, like, I was just immediately thinking, like, just the way I was thinking about it made me sad about my own thought processes about the city of I was, I was, um, went to a concert in Mexican town, which was mm-hmm. fine. My boyfriend got frisked, and I did not, on the way, like, in, checked. Yeah. Which I thought was funny because I didn't mm-hmm. get checked. Um, but we went to a Taco Bell before because mm-hmm. we're classy. And classy. it was further outside yeah. the area. And it had bulletproof glass mm-hmm. covering the whole thing. Which I have seen before, but my boyfriend mm-hmm. had never seen in any place before. He's from the Bay Area. Yeah. To be fair, though, the <laughs> only other time I had seen that was also when I was in Detroit yeah. going door to door for a shit job that yeah. I once had. But anyway, like, I was saying to him, like, if I were here by myself... I would not feel comfortable. And we also stuck out like a sore thumb. Everyone in the restaurant was black Mm -hmm. and we were just the whitest people ever. Yeah. I mean, but it's like any city. It depends where you are and it just, you just have to be smart about it. But I think Mm -hmm. we have, especially as white Michiganders who are from the suburbs, we have, uh, like I've said it before, I'm the direct result of white flight out of Detroit. And mm-hmm. so because of that, that shapes my view of Detroit. I need to respect Detroit more. Y'all need to respect Indianapolis more. Y'all, you tend to respect Chicago pretty well, so keep doing that. Respect Milwaukee. You know, she went, Chicago is, um, so the entire state of Illinois, uh, shit economy, things are not going well there. Yeah. Chicago actually has, like, a good amount of crime. Things aren't really going well economically mm-hmm. in Chicago either. But no one really talks about it. Everyone, everyone Also, everyone, everyone just thinks of Chicago as Illinois. Right. But they also, like, everyone loves Chicago. Yeah. I'm moving to a city where people have told me, like, there's crime. 
it's bad, mm-hmm. whatever. But I looked into it, and, like, compared to Chicago, seems pretty similar. Yeah. But no one talks about that. Well, Chicago's also the third most populated city in the country, so if you compare it to the, the two higher ones, which are L.A. and New York, it's you expect it <sighs> in a city like that, whereas when you get to smaller cities, I think yeah. you expect it less. Um, okay, my next hot take... 2003 Peter Pan is the best Peter Pan, making me question my romantic orientation from day one. He's a hot kid. He's... Feels weird to say that now, because he well, was a child. See, he was, was 14 a... then, but he was 14 in 2003. Oh, he old. Yeah. And I was, was cute. I was six in 2003. I yeah. turned six. Why did I think he was hot all the way back then? Well, you might not have watched it when you were that little. Either way, still didn't have a crush on him. I have never had a celebrity crush that is real. Just making me question my aromanticism from day (laughs) one. Uh, Do you have more hot takes, or should I keep going? Uh, I have one more, like, bigger one. Okay. I have two more. How much time we got? It's fine. Go. Okay. Uh, I know we're all depressed in this post-9-11 era, and we're just trying to, like, relive happier times. Mm-hmm. Um, which, A, were they ever happier, though? Those old times? People who romanticized the 50s? Um, Jim Crow? But stop remaking media just to cash in on nostalgia. I'm bored. Mm, right. I get it. I'm excited about some of it. The fact that, like, Mean Girls and Pretty Woman became musicals, that there's, like, remakes. Some of them are really good, and I enjoy it. But, like... It's a thing to, to remake stuff. Yeah, now, right? and, like, I yeah. get it that ever since... 9-11 were all very sad and we want things to go back to how they were yeah. um but things before 9-11 weren't that great either yeah and also stop it I'm even just talking about like u.s the state of the u.s military because like, a lot of times people think about like 9-11 is like it was the start of like the war on terror and like we got freaked out by everyone and blah blah blah, blah. Before that, you had the fucking, like, Gulf War. Yeah. You had, like, Vietnam. You had Korea. And things then weren't Cold great. War. And then here we are in World War II. Like, <laughs> things weren't great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hot take. George Salazar is my husband, but also my father, son, and Holy Spirit. That's not a hot take. You just... <sighs> He's my newest obsession. It's just... Okay. Okay, what do you want me to do about it? Hot take. It's time for the Avengers... Especially Tony Stark to be over. I like the newer Marvel movies, like Guardians and Black Panther and all of Except that. Chris Pratt is canceled. Chris Pratt did get canceled, unfortunately, because yeah. he was one of the good Chris's. Um, but I'm bored. I and s- Tony Stark's character arc has gone in a circle. See, I I love the MCU. I think Tony and Steve are going to die in Endgame, and, and they I need to. I think it's time. They I'm as bored. much as much as I would love to see phenomenal movies of them moving forward, I don't think that at this point they're going to continue to be phenomenal movies. It's over. I'm bored. Um, and so I think they both need to die. I think I I appreciate them both for the wonderful things they've they've done for the MCU. I'm a nostalgic little bitch, and I love the MCU. So I'm like, not. What's yeah, I'm do? not saying they weren't good in their time, but like. If the Marvel Universe is going to continue to be profitable, they need mm-hmm. to keep pushing the envelope like they've yep. done with Black Panther. Yep. Instead of running the risk of repeating everything yeah. and just constantly remaking things. And I'm already suspicious about their motives 
of just money grabbing and mm-hmm. like not caring about their creative process. I'm fucking live for Endgame though. I know, but I'm me. just saying that like if I'm and I'm a pessimistic person in the first place, but mm-hmm. like I'm already getting suspicious of that. So to keep the world in general from being over and done with them and yeah. bored, they're gonna need to step it up, or else we're all gonna yeah. get bored. Also, let them play new roles. Let them be someone new. Um, I'm bored. <laughs> Hot take. I'm edgy. <laughs> Are we done here? I'd like to go. I have two more, and one of them you're going to get mad at me about. We discussed this last night. Hot take. Percy Jackson would beat Harry Potter in a fight. Now, before Kayla gets mad at me, I'm going to give you... I don't know. I'm going to give you some parameters. Okay. This is like, they're in a ring. It's not like we're out in the open. Okay. This is like, this is like MMA. We're in a ring. Okay. Or a box or a square. Whatever. Um... So that's rule number one. Rule number two, you are, they're, they're maintaining their own moral codes. So Harry's not going to whip out a fucking killing curse, okay? Three, it's not to the death. It's just like, I don't know, like it's, it's tap out or knock out. It's not like they're trying to kill each other. Also, moral Seems codes, like they wouldn't do that. you're putting a lot of uh, No, those are the, those are the only rules. It's okay. those three rules. I think Percy would win. Here's my thing. Does Percy have more, like, raw, inherent power? Yes. Perhaps. I is think they're both his, dumb bitches. <laughs> is his power optimized for one-on-one combat? Yes. Against someone who has spells specific for harm and knockout, yes. and who has been trained in dueling, yes. and has done it against the most powerful wizard in the world. This bitch fucking fights gods. I just don't think that his powers are, like, a correct match. Like, I agree he's very powerful, mm-hmm. but I don't think his powers are a correct matchup to beat what Harry can do with the tools he has, which is a wand and a bunch of spells. See, but then I was thinking... And a broom. I was like, what what might Harry Potter use as t- to, to combat him? And I was like, okay, the Locomota Mortis one, which is the one where you just, like, you freeze up. Yeah. Like, they use it on Neville in, in book yeah. one. And I was like, well, that doesn't work because he's not knocked out. He's still awake. You can and keep... and he can't tap out if he can't move. So that wouldn't even work. I mean, yeah, he's not knocked out, but, like, you could just leave him there forever. Theoretically, yeah, but that wouldn't be a very satisfying win. <laughs> well, it would be a win still, you would I don't. I, I don't think so because you he, could also... he's not in a state to tap out. You could also knock him out from there, though. I guess. Like, you just get him bound, and then you can use anything else, including your fist, to knock him out. I don't know. I I think... I don't think you... I think think you know... I think Hermione would beat Percy. I think... I think Harry wouldn't. So you agree that wizarding power... So it's just Harry that you have a problem with, not a wizard versus a demigod. A a demagogue? (laughs) Whatever. Um, I... No, I think you know what you've done and that you... No. No, I can... No, you know... No. I stand... I stand by... I think Percy would beat Harry. I think you're wrong. I think Percy would beat Harry. And that's my hot take. The point is that it's hot. This conversation was much more civil than it was last night. That's because our roommate Evan was involved and he had some strong... I tried to get him to come on just for a couple minutes. He was like, why would I do that when I know I'm right? I don't need to talk to anyone about it. Sarah knows she's wrong. And I was like, but come on. Alright, I have one more hot take, and it's a reference that I, I, I'm, I barely understand my own reference, but I thought of it today, and I was like, you know what, I think this is true. I stand by it. Mayonnaise is an instrument. 
I don't even like Spongebob. You, yeah. That's no. a hot take. Hot take, I don't like Spongebob. I never watched it as a kid because my sister wouldn't let us, so I don't really... I don't um, but there's a famous thing where he's like, is mayonnaise an instrument? And I think it is an instrument. It make, you, you can make anything an instrument if you just believe. All right, that's all I have to say on my hot takes. Do you have any last I'm over this episode. <laughs> you asked for it. I did, but, like, this took a lot more energy out of me than normal episodes, <laughs> and I'm very sleepy. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> what is your... No. Polls first? What's the poll this week? Who would win in a fight? I was thinking <laughs> that, but I'm afraid of the answers. But okay, who would win in a fight? Who would win in a fight? Who would win in a fight? Harry Potter or Percy Jackson. Let me write this down. Um, yeah, no, that's it. Um, what's your beef of the week? Oh. My beef of the week is... It was raining earlier this week. And then it... And then it froze, and then it thawed, and then it froze again? No. And then it snowed over it. I'm over it. My beef of the week is that I didn't go grocery shopping on Sunday because it was snowing. I didn't want to, but then I ran out of food. And now I out of food... Well, whose fault is that? Mine. Mm-hmm. My beef of the week is myself. That's Me, always. not abnormal. Actually, I should come up with a better beef of the week, because that's sad. My beef of the week I'm is... I'm not a walking meme. You are a walking meme. My beef of the week is, um... <laughs> when, you, when you put um, two different shades of the same color on top of each other. <laughs> uh, you can find our poll or tell us about your beef of the week. Or make your arguments for who would win in a MMA fight <laughs> on our Twitter at SoundsFakePod. We also have a Tumblr, SoundsFakePod.tumblr.com. We also, you can email us, SoundsFakePod at gmail.com. Or, um, hopefully by the time this is up, SoundsFakePod.com, which is wildly exciting. Um, it looks, listen, I'm not a website builder or graphic designer, so... Be gentle. I made it myself. Yeah. Um, you can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash sound. Oh, Discord. You have Discord. We, you can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash soundspakepod. If you want to help us get some money so we can do some merch, our $2 patrons are Keith McBlain, Roxanne, Alex, Susan Space, Amy, and Austin Siegel. Our $5 patrons are Jennifer Smart, The Street of Dakota, Austin Lee, Drew Finney, and Perry Fierro. Our $10 patrons are Kevin and Tessa, who can be found on Twitter at DirtyUncleKevin and at Tessa underscore M underscore K. Sarah Jones, did she tell us who she wanted to? Okay. Sarah Jones, what do you want us to talk about? Um... And then our anonymous $10 donor, who I'm assuming still wants to, to promote Spring. Um, and our $15 patron is Nathaniel White. You can find his portfolio online at NathanielJWhiteDesigns.com. Professional lighting shit. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more Rest in Your Ears. Until then, take good care of your cows.